0: All right, let's get the international headlines uh, with Global News Watch. Joining us here in the studio is Nicholas Moore. Hello to you. Good morning, Henry. Let's get an update now on that uh, devastating situation in Lebanon. Uh, The capital of Beirut, last Tuesday, there was a port explosion, killing over 200, injuring 6,000, causing about 10 to 15 uh, billion U.S. dollars in property damage, leaving an estimated 300,000 people homeless. Uh, needless to say, there's been uh, some public anger as to how the government has handled the entire situation. And reports say now, the uh, basically, the entire government is set to resign.
1: That's right. We'll begin with this breaking news, more breaking news first, before going more into yeah, the sure. background. Um, Prime Minister Hassan Diab has declared his resignation of his entire government in a televised speech on Monday. And President Michel Aoun is known to have accepted that resignation. The prime minister added that he will take a step back so that he can stand with the Lebanese people and, quote, fight the battle for change alongside them. But he did point the blame of finger at his predecessors, saying that they are responsible for the deadly blast uh, blast, as their corruption is what led to the disaster after that fuel being hidden for seven years under their watch. Earlier over the weekend, the prime minister had promised at least to hold early elections after a minimum of two months, admitting to corruption and mismanagement in a televised speech. This comes after protesters invaded government buildings on Sunday, and in the same evening, already Lebanon's information and environment ministers resigned, one siding with the popular movement and the other apologizing for poor government leadership as a whole. Those clashes between citizens and police left one officer dead and 70 officers injured. The Red Cross says that more than 700 in total were injured. The Lebanese army commented that their soldiers faced 105 injuries, including Eight officers, two of whom were seriously injured, and many of the protesters were fired upon with tear gas rubber bullets and live birdshot from shotguns. Many injured had also been beaten by police officers, and on the other side from afar protesters had thrown rocks at the police. This battleground, as well as a fire, erupted in the largest demonstration since a similar gathering last September. As well, symbolic nooses were set up in Martyr Square, a banner calling for public servants to either resign or to hang.
0: Yeah, wow. Well, now, uh, we mentioned 10 to $15 billion in property damage, and this might not uh, completely go a long way towards it, but uh, it is uh, a bit of, uh, I guess, heartfelt news that $300 million has been raised by the international community to to support Lebanon after this explosion.
1: Yes, this comes from an international donors conference over the weekend. It was opened by French pres. President Emmanuel Macron, who encouraged the world to come together in the support of Lebanon and its people. The UN backed meeting pledged a pretty decent amount of money, but also comes with stipulations. Donors have marked the aid to be given more directly to the Lebanese population. Instead of going through the government, it will go through international relief organizations. Protests in Beirut have increased in number, as we mentioned, demanding those major reforms and accusing the government of corruption and incompetence. Tens of thousands even signed a petition over the weekend asking that control over the country return to the former colonizer, France. Mr. Macron did visit the country last week and will return next month to keep an eye on progress, but no sign that he will take over the country. Um, and these foreign countries are at the conference recommended that the Lebanese government do submit to protesters' demands and that a truly independent probe look into the cause of the explosion. U.S. President Trump, for himself, said that the protesters had legitimate demands and deserved, quote, transparency, reform, and accountability, also calling for an independent probe after the U.S. sent medical supplies, food, and water. And then we have the International Monetary Fund. Managing Director Kristalina Georgieva pushed for reform, saying that billions of dollars from the IMF would be unlocked if the government committed to reforms for the benefit of the people. Ms. Georgieva blamed lagging progress on a shortage of political will.
0: Yeah, so um, as uh, there is now sort of a uh, recovery effort underway. Uh, France, and you mentioned this interesting phenomenon of maybe returning back to uh, their uh, colonial rulers. Um, Going back to the protests that took place over the weekend, some on the streets were uh, saying that this was a wake-up call, a lot of anger, uh, maybe populist anger against the ruling class. Others uh, were um, maybe being more civic-minded, sweeping up broken glass and rubble themselves, uh, and uh, basically saying, we've got to take care of the situation, not wait for the government.
1: Right. Uh, French President Macron also agreed, saying that the explosion of August 4th was like a thunderbolt, saying it's time to wake up and take action. And residents pointed to others cleaning up neighborhoods on their own, including immigrants, as an example of a response that outperforms the official Mm. one.
0: All right. Very good to see there, uh, despite uh, the tragedy that unfolded in Beirut. Uh, Let's uh, turn to the U.S. now. Uh, The uh, coronavirus outbreak certainly... um, I think it's not too partisan to say has been uh, mishandled in the U.S. in comparison to other countries. Uh, We're seeing the economic toll uh, there as well. Uh, Many without jobs, Without homes, um, evictions are piling up, and there's been this stall in talks in Congress over releasing additional aid, particularly with the uh, $600 unemployment uh, benefits that people are receiving. President Trump, uh, amidst this uh, sort of stalemate, signed a series of executive orders on Saturday, but there are some questions uh, to be raised about, first, if this is effective at all, and second, if, if these executive orders were constitutional or not.
1: Right. By his spoken claims on Saturday, um, you would expect that Mr. Trump single-handedly came to the aid of the poorest Americans in these areas of unemployment benefits, evictions, and forgiveness of student loans, and also forgiving payroll taxes. Um, But in fact, only one of those areas, student loans, will actually see significant aid, and it's only if his actions are constitutionally permissible. Right now, federal student loan repayment and interest are both paused until September 30th, but this directive will see the pause continue until the end of the year. Democrats still wish he would go further on the timeline and also qualify private loans for the same forgiveness. Those payroll taxes are not reduced, in fact, and payments are not forgiven. Rather, businesses still have to say, have to pay the same amounts for all employees making less than 100000 a year by January 1st. So they're still recommended to take those funds out and mark them for payment to the federal government. Mm. Trump has made it a re-election campaign promise that he will forgive the taxes, but again, that power is supposed to lie with Congress. The executive order intends for the unemployed to receive an additional up to $400 a week in benefits, in addition to what you mentioned, that previously approved $600 a week, as well as any state benefits. However, states should pick up 25% of the cost or else negotiate with the federal government. Some states have already run out of unemployment funding and have borrowed from the Treasury. And this is one sticking point that has delayed Congress in their talks. Republicans don't want to approve further money for what they call poorly managed states.
0: Right. So uh, the way you just laid it out here, uh, all of these executive orders, uh, basically, besides the student loan one, which uh, is going to be pending a court uh, decision, uh, these are all sort of – I don't know if you want to compare it to uh, his businessman days like uh, Trump steak or Trump wine or Trump university. It looks like a fancy thing with fancy packaging, but uh, you tear off the label and uh, perhaps the quality is not quite as, uh, as being promoted as. Now, let's talk about the Democrats because they're they're going to challenge these actions in court on the issue of constitutionality, uh, but that's going to take months to resolve. Meanwhile, congressional Democrats, they feel they have some leverage here. They're going to forge ahead with those negotiations with the Trump administration.
1: All right, Those have been going on for weeks. Talks between House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer against lead House, uh, White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows and Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin. The Trump side rejected a $2 trillion stimulus idea last week, calling it a non-starter. Ms. Pelosi said in an interview on Sunday that they were willing to come down on that price tag as much as $1 trillion or half. And while that legal battle may take months, um, those unemployment benefits given to the states under Trump's order will also not be forthcoming immediately. Um, Since the aid will not come through Congress, the states have to set up entirely new distribution systems, and that will take perhaps months. Again, Pelosi claimed that executive orders signed over the weekend didn't meet the administration's own goals, asking that the negotiators come back to the table and meet in the middle on the demands for the good of the American people.
0: Yeah, uh, they do feel that uh, the longer this uh, sort of... uh kind of plays out and uh, people feel the pinch, uh, the blame will be on the Republican side, not on the Democrat side, who actually want to have this uh, employment uh, benefits extended along with some additional aid. So uh, it's a game of chicken right now. And uh, we'll see who wins this uh, political battle. Nicholas, as always, appreciate it. And I believe we will talk to you again on Thursday.
1: That's right. Thanks, Henry.